Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. You are listening to Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. It is hosted by two guys that have never met in real life. I am one of those guys. My name is Colin Flynn and I live in Iowa. My co-host is... John M. Craig, y'all. What up, bro-tato chip? How you doing, bro? Yeah, 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 yeah. How's it going, man? How you living? I'm good. Living large up in the second story of the pool house in Red Bank, New Jersey. Represent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I listened to a few of these... Uh, just kind of independent podcast you kind of stumble along i'll see something on uh, twitter and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll listen a little bit and uh, sometimes uh, they'll have a title that I, i'm not sure what the what the the thing is about and then as i start listening i realize after i've been listening for a while i still have no idea what the fuck the, the, their deal is about and uh i'm not sure uh, people listening to ours probably <laughs> sometimes <laughs> fucking no i mean honestly i don't think the two dudes that do this show know what the fuck it's about we're just, we're just two people uh, from different worlds, and uh, we've been doing a lot of talking. Yeah, know? but to the outside world, we're just two fucking white dudes over the age of <sighs> fucking 40. So, so we're the same. I, I was watching. I, I, I stumbled onto because uh, Marin had uh, this person on his on his show recently, this uh, Brene Brown. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and uh, so, I dig her. You know, I'm, I'm still... You're on the fence. I, I, I'm. I'm. I'm kind of ambivalent. I'm. I'm trying to figure it out. When when he had her on, I still didn't. I wasn't sure. Even after he talked to her for like an hour, I. I. I when it was over, I thought, "What the hell does she do?" I'm not even sure because it sounded almost like he was counseling her. Mm -mm. Uh, I, I, and then, well, I mean, you. You. That's your perspective, I guess. But I don't know her work that much. But yeah. So you never heard her before. I know. I, I know she. Uh, I, I've been told that she's uh, has been big on Oprah, and mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of how the world discovered her. And then she had this uh, Ted. Sure. Yeah, but I'll send you a link to something. Well, homework, homework. I'm going to send you homework. Okay. Well, I, I started watching her Netflix special, and mm -hmm. uh, I just before you and I uh, were doing the show here tonight, I thought I had some time to kill. And I thought I'll, I'll just launch onto that and see exactly what it's what it's about. And she starts the thing off, and she starts telling the story about her first book and the book cover for her first book you gotta mm -hmm. watch this because mm -hmm. she she shows the cover for her first book that she rejected mm -hmm. which was as uh, she described it uh, a, a white guy holding a briefcase but it looks so <clears> much <throat> like the logo to our show it was uncanny it was uh and which i the the artwork that we use for our, our uh, show logo is uh, is something i purchased uh, from somebody uh, a while back i can't even remember where it came from but i believe uh, in all likelihood it came from the same place that Brene brown uh, had gotten that logo for her book I'm, I'm almost sure just by looking at it hmm. she fl flashes it up i was like i'm looking for it right now i, I was I, like it's a person I, she rejected it so i'm not sure you're gonna find it or i, I she, although she went on to explain yeah, but it. didn't she show it or she just described it she shows it yeah on, on the on the uh on the special so may, maybe you'll see it i don't know but she there were a bunch of other covers that she i see rejection well. proof with an umbrella and doesn't our dude have an umbrella uh our dude has yes an umbrella and uh, like yeah, it looked, it looked very. Yeah, he, he's like um, he, he's like a, a male Mary Poppins. Yeah, she called him a white guy, a white guy. Yeah, so anyway, our guy's that. not white. Our guy's silhouette or black. Our guy, he's he, he could. I mean, in silhouette, you can't. There's no race that you can that you can see. But he does look. I think a little bit like uh, probably a white guy. Just you know, at the end of his rope. Ours is the guy at the end of the end of the rope, just barely hanging on, as mm -hmm, if mm -hmm. to say uh, this shit could slide just one more inch, and uh, that's, mm -hmm. that's that's it. Which is, uh, you know, that's uh, shit, dude. See? Fuck! Like holy fuck! <laughs> holy shit, dude! It's like it's like she's wishing bad shit on us. See no. what what happened? Oh yeah. man. You okay? No, no. Yeah, you it's just this, you it, it's did this my, last show. This is like a once a show occurrence. No, no. Last time I dropped the fucking. I don't think that what happened was, uh, you know, my little uh, soundproof thing, my little U-shaped yeah, sound. Seen, yeah, yeah. And I've got it on a mic stand behind yes. my mic. Right. Yeah, it fell. Okay. It fell down. Well, yeah. Okay, that shit will happen. I've got reasons though. I got excuses. 
Is it secured now? You've, you've got a sore elbow. <laughs> Everything is secured. No, well, I don't want to get into that just yet. I'm not sure where to start. I got a lot of shit going on and you nothing going on at all. A lot going on. So uh, as yeah. of the last mm-hmm. time, I uh, just me catching up with what's going on with you, you had uh, sent me a text. Uh, we we did one show. We're doing the one show this week. Uh, we we uh, didn't do one in the middle of the week because you had gotten a call to work. You were going to be- That's right. Uh, you thought uh, doing something for uh, a musical perhaps. No, well, it, well, yes. Right, right. So when, when do we normally record your show? Wednesday, and we didn't do it on Wednesday, and there was probably no good reason for it. Really? Okay. Yeah, there was no good reason for it. I didn't reach out to you. You didn't reach out to me, I don't think. No, and then it got you... too late. No, no, that was Wednesday. But then when I said, what about Thursday? And I was like, I can do this. Oh, that's right. I was like, right. That's right. it's highly unlikely that I'm going to get called for work because, you know, the work that I do as a theatrical teamster driving vans on, you know, TV shows, you know, um, by, you know, Mr. Robot, we talk about that a little bit, um, you know, uh, Rami Malik. I, um, one of the other things that this union does, which is, um, it's local 817, is they load in for theaters, right? You don't drive a vehicle. You show up and you offload a truck. This is at all the union house, like, like Madison Square Garden, the Barclays Center, even down by me, like PNC Bar- Bank Art Center, and like all of the theaters. So there's a, th- a musical going into the Al Hirschfield Theater on 45th street between 8th and 9th avenue kind of like like a you know block and a half like west of times square okay and i've never done this job before i knew that it existed it seems like people gravitate to this and that's their job you know like if you were to do a a concert you would show up like if if um taylor swift is playing at madison square garden Right. Let's say she's playing three nights or whatever it is. You would show up. Let's say she's playing Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. You would show up on the Wednesday or more, more likely on the Thursday morning, meet the trucks, offload all of the gear. Right. And then someone is going to receive it at the end of the truck, you know, and then they load it all in. Mm -hmm. And then you would come back on, let's say Thursday, Friday, Saturday on either late Saturday night or Sunday morning. I'm not exactly sure the logistics of it. And you would get paid for your time. Right. So, so I didn't know how it worked except that I was like, fuck, I got a f- text at 8.30 at night on Thursday night. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to work tomorrow. And I had to be at this theater at 8 o'clock in the morning. Now, I have no idea what the rate is. I assume that it's quite a little bit less than TV shows, and I'm not going to be working as many hours. So the, the, the show that's going in, I think uh, previews start on June 28th, is Moulin Rouge. So remember this uh, – the. The movie Moulin Rouge, Boz Lerman directed it, and it had a yes, yeah. Um, who's the guy that plays uh, the young Obi Wan Kenobi? That's not he was in Train Spotting and Hugh and McGregor. That guy, Hugh and McGregor, right. right, right. He was in the movie, and I think uh, Nicole Kidman may have been in the movie. I don't really remember. You know, Lady Marmalade. They did that updated version of Lady Marmalade, whatever. So that show's going in there. So I showed up at about. 20 to 8, you know, I couldn't do the recording because I was too stressed out. I had a lot going on. I showed up at that theater like 20 to 8, took a ferry in, got on like the 6 o'clock ferry, got in around 7, walked across town, got a bagel, breakfast, whatever, walk up to the theater 22. IATSE, the local one that does all the theater stuff, that guy's there with a clipboard checking people in. Because, you know, people day play. They pop around here, they pop there, whatever they do. There was a truck there. It wasn't a big truck. It was no more than 40 feet long. It was, it was And, and uh, had a lift gate. Lift gate was up. The gate was down. And there was a truck driver in there. And I think I've told you when I work on TV shows, the the theatrical teamsters look at me and they go like, they're like why, is the, why is the writer driving a van? Why is the director driving a van? Now I showed up. I'm wearing gray jeans. They may have been a little bit on the skinny side. I'm not skinny, but the jeans were. And I was wearing boots. I was wearing like a black t-shirt. And I was wearing this like short sleeve shirt that says Punch Drunk Productions, production company that I've done, that I used as a vendor. It's kind of like a, it kind of looks like a work shirt. You know, it's like this cool like shirt, whatever. I've got my sort of like uh, falling down Michael Douglas glasses. I forgot what those are called. Michael Douglas glasses, I think. Yeah, and jacket and a, and, a, and a jacket. And uh, and I got work gloves. They're brand new. I should have like moved them around in the mud and shit, you know, the night before because I went and I couldn't find my gloves. So I went to Lowe's and got a couple of pairs of gloves. 
So I walk up to the truck and I ask the guys, yeah, I'm a teamster. And the guy that was driving the truck that must be a house guy for the production, like the Broadway, you know, production resources group company, looked at me. He had to be, I would say he was maybe around 60, 61, salt and pepper, like five o'clock shadow, salt and pepper, you know, mustache and beard. His name was Joe. And he looked like a Joe. And he talked like a Joe. And he sounded like a truck driver. And I looked at him. I walked up. Yeah, uh, John Craig, I'm a teamster. He's like, you don't look like a teamster. <laughs> now I'm at a theater, right? And I'm looking away. He's like, you look like a teacher. <laughs> you look like a teacher. Teacher. You should have said, what the fuck's a teamster? I was like, what? It was like, what is a teacher? No, but I was like, what is it about my body language, my size, my build, the way I communicate? Like, how did I just walk up and be like, yeah, now I'm with the teamsters. What are we, what are we unloading today? What we got? You know you what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. It was weird. It wasn't off-putting. It didn't offend me. I was like, all right. And then I just sort of, I don't know. I just shifted it. Said, oh, I should probably shave this into a mustache. Look more like my dad, who was a New York City firefighter. You know, I don't know. <laughs> so ever so then I meet this guy TJ. TJ, he's thirty-eight years old, fourth-generation teamster. His great-grandfather, grandfather, father were all teamsters. He. Worked in TVs for from the age of 18 until 29. He worked on TV shows and movies. And then I guess about nine years ago, he started working at theaters. So here's how it works. You, I showed up. When he showed up, we started almost started working. Joe uh, opens up the truck. Truck's open. TJ jumps up. I jump up. I introduce myself to TJ. Bunch of local one guys are on the ground just at the end of the truck don't lift do the lift gate at all almost everything on the truck with some with the exception of a few uh, these step flats there were these winges and these winges must have they they operate things lift things up and down and i don't know i mean people are flying i don't know it's like fucking peter pan shit and and these things are heavy and they're all ratchet strapped up against the walls of the truck and they're on wheels, like like you know, skateboard dolly type wheels, but heavy and duty. They're, they're winges, is that what you said? No, winge, yeah. W i n g e. That's right. That's right. Right. So I mean, just like a big mechanical gear with some sort of heavy duty, like a cable. I didn't even look up what this is, but I, I'd heard it before. I kind of get a sense of what it is and what it does. Right. So they'll probably rig it you know, from points in the ceiling somewhere, safety and the whole thing. And these probably control things going up and down. I could be completely wrong. If you know what it is, Matthew Cunningham, fuck you. I know you just Googled it and you know what it is. And then you're going to text me about it tomorrow or whenever the fuck this podcast comes out. I don't fucking know. All right. I don't know shit about shit, but I just know that there were these big heavy duty things on wheels. So TJ would unstrap the ratchet straps and he would push them. And then I would put my hand on something and do barely anything. There were maybe 11 pieces on this truck. That's all that has to happen. So we start offloading at about 8.15. By 8.45, everything is off that truck because we don't even have to push it down and get it off the truck. There was a dude on a fucking forklift that came up to the truck and it got pushed onto the forklift. They brought it down. And that was that. I was out of there by 9.15 a.m. I got paid seven hours for an hour and 15 minutes worth of work. And it was nice. barely work. Nice. I was like, that was like, what the fuck was that? That was like, you know what it was? It was like finding a scratch-off ticket and winning 350 bucks. <laughs> That's what it was like. It was like, oh, I, shit, I'll say yes to that every single time. So have it was you, great. Have you done anything since? Is that uh that was on Friday morning. It was on Friday morning. No, no. I, I mean, I literally, I, I couldn't even take a ferry back home because the ferries didn't start. I was done at 9.15. The ferries didn't start until there was one at 11.15, then I think like one at 1.30, another one at 2. I was like, fuck, I was going to go to Pennsylvania because I had this 5K run walk thing. It's a fundraiser, oh, yeah. miles from my Loma. I have a large group. My my aunt, Dorothy, my dad's sister passed away when she was 37 years old. She passed away 31 years ago. I think that's right, 31 years ago. And uh, and so for the past um, six, seven years, we've been doing this run walk, raising money for my, multiple myeloma. Essentially, she had bone cancer and she died in a short period of time. So um, so that's so Kylie was off from school on Friday for Easter break. And uh, she and I, I got back, I think I was home by like noon. And uh, I took a train home. And then I took an Uber to pick up my car at the ferry um, parking lot. 
And by the time I got up, Kylie was still in bed. We didn't miss anything. It was like, are you fucking kidding me? This is awesome. So much better than, like, it wasn't, the work wasn't better than a TV show. It was actually kind of surreal. Like, I was like, what? That was, what? Okay. I'm glad, I'm glad you said you took an Uber because every once in a while I'll hear somebody, they just casually drop in. Uh, I took an Uber, or they should say I took an Uber uh, because that's what they, they essentially did. But they always want to throw in the X part. I, t- I took an Uber X. They like to throw in a little extra. Not me. I fucking did Uber pool, motherfucker. You know, they, they, they want to impress you with that. It's like, what the fuck? I mean, I don't give a shit, you know? It's like... <laughs> no, no, I just I just did Uber Pool, man, and then it didn't stop for anyone else. It saved me like five bucks, and I gave the guy a $5 tip. I just, ta- I just talked with a friend the other night. Was threw in the, he threw in the Uber X, and then he said he was going home to watch Apple TV. All, mm-hmm. all in, all in mm-hmm. like the same sentence. And I was like, you mm-hmm. fucking... Oh, yeah? Yeah, whatever. I mean, I yeah, like, you know what? I, nobody, I, nobody cares. I, I took <laughs> Uber Triple X. I got a fucking blowjob from the driver. He was the best. Somebody's probably got that. Uh-huh. And so where was this theater again? You said which, where the theater was, which one? It's called the Al Hirschfield Theater. He's the illustrator that used yeah. to draw the famous people. I guess it's named after him. Yeah, um, and, Liza, and Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli, Woody Allen, you name it. I right, mean, right, he probably, right, yeah. uh, you know, Miles Davis. He's done them all, you know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, his illustrations are real simple but really good, like line drawing shit. Yeah. Anyway, so it's the Al Hirschfield Theater. Uh, I don't know, like three something 308 320 west 45th street between 8th and 9th avenue it's right by flash dancers for those of you um no who, idea i'm who take it, it's a strip club yeah. flash dancers yeah flash dancers yeah. what a feeling yeah and then uh and oh man what a feeling oh yeah so anyway so the um yeah, it was um, Moulin Rouge. Uh, I think Moulin it goes Rouge. into previews June twenty eighth. So yeah, Moulin Rouge, the the you and McGregor thing. I, you know that reminded me. If if you ever have a chance and you you remember it, there's there's a documentary uh, with you uh, and McGregor. He and uh, uh, like I think it's it's like a, a childhood friend of his, some some dude that he, he grew up with. Uh, they take this motorcycle trip around the world. Oh yeah yeah yeah, I've heard of this, but I didn't watch it. I've never watched it. Uh, it's really good. Well, the, the best is part it good? Of, I, I I thought it was interesting. Really? I thought, I thought huh. it was good. The, the, the part that I really liked is they, they got it. They had to do all these deals to get into these countries. And when they went across uh, um, uh, one of the um, uh, Muslim countries, oh, it was, I think it was actually uh, um, oh, Saddam Hussein's. Uh, uh, what was that? Iraq. No, it wasn't Iraq, was it? Uh, what? Uh, Saddam Hussein. Yeah, where was he? Saddam Hussein was Iraq. Was it Iraq? Okay, of course. Anyway, when he went, <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Iran? I don't fucking know. I, I should re- I should remember this. But when he went across, uh, when they went across there, they had to have some special permit. And when they get to this one place, there's a there's like this tourist trap thing that they that they uh, come along uh, that they have to. Um, uh, stop at and check out and the tourist trap is it's actually where uh one of the star wars movies was was filmed and and uh, there's this uh, spot where it's kind of like this underground cavern with these with these houses that are there and it looks when you when you see it it almost looks uh it could be old but it could be you could see by looking at it that it also could be very futuristic uh place out in the desert sort of thing and if you saw the scene you'd, you'd and if you've seen the star wars stuff you'd remember it but um the funny part of it was there were there were a lot of people there that were there were, you know tourists that were checking it out from uh, all various countries and whatever speaking a lot of different languages and he's walking along uh, and he's not really disguising himself at all he's he's just walking around uh, and uh, nobody's paying attention to him whatsoever and he's standing in this room there's a star wars poster in the room there's a guy standing there looking at the star wars poster and he's like taking pictures of the poster and he's just having a conversation with somebody that he's with and has no idea that the star of star wars is sitting there right next to him (laughs) in the room and they just they don't tell him they just walk out they just they just laugh about it and they walk out and it's just kind of bizarre but yeah they, they take these uh these motorcycles and ride uh, across the across the globe and, yeah yeah i do remember this uh yeah apparently it was a british uh, tv series and his buddy is this guy charlie borman oh okay yeah it's like yeah a long friend. yeah long way round Yes. Yeah. 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 It's kind of long. I don't know if yeah. I actually. Maybe I didn't even see the whole thing. I, I, but I, I know I saw three or four episodes of it. Anyway. Yep. Yeah. Television series, DVD set, and book documenting the nineteen thousand mile journey from London to New York City on motorcycles. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Eastwards towards Europe and Asia, flew to Alaska, and continued on by road to New York. Huh. Pretty interesting. 
Yeah, it is pretty good. So um, <laughs> yeah. I, I get a call this morning, John, from uh, a, uh, a friend of mine uh, and uh, he, his wife. I know he and his wife pretty well. And uh, this week, um, it's it's my my buddy the, uh, the he's he's the, he's the doctor he's 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 got a PhD and he's also a rocket scientist so he's he's got a PhD in rocket scientist stuff uh, which shows how smart I am describing what he does mm-hmm. uh, so so anyway he's he's uh, he's the he's a beer brewer and he's he's lives in the neighborhood and he's 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 a good guy um gotten to know him real well over the over the years and uh, anyway um, this week uh, Rachel had been over at their house and had mentioned that he wasn't feeling great and uh, he was uh, had been uh, off work for a couple of days had a stomach ache sort of thing going on well I got a call this morning that uh, they were at the uh, hospital at the emergency room and uh, he apparently his uh, uh, thing that was going on all week was his appendix but he had gone to the emergency room once and they had sent him home told him it was just a stomach virus and that uh, he was going to be okay uh this morning his appendix burst uh, oh yes which is not a good thing to have happen and so uh he is uh, he's in the hospital he's doing okay they've got him on some really heavy uh, i guess they put you on the this really super super antibiotic uh, type thing and uh, keep an eye on it for a few days and uh, he's got an infection type thing uh, that's associated with that and it uh, hopefully uh, dies down the infection part of it and then I'm not sure exactly what what the procedure is after that but I was like thinking holy shit that would just I mean his appendix actually burst in in today's world and he had gone to the hospital during the week to try to tell him something's wrong so that's not good. Not good. Not good at all. I mean, there was nothing. Le- I mean, like I mean, he knew he was something, but he didn't go what? to work for like three days. He was not feeling good. He just went in. And he said, "My stomach hurts. I don't feel good. I just don't have any, uh, you know, appetite." Oh shit! About the burst, y'all. Yeah, it's just my shit's not right. So, what's the what happens next now? I mean, is he all right? Well, uh, it's kind of he's he's stable and everything's good, and you know they they're not saying he's going to die or anything. Although potentially people do die of this, I I guess uh, you know your appendix can burst and you you can die if you get uh, the infection goes you know goes bad mm-hmm. the way yeah. i guess infections do uh but they i guess it apparently it happened uh, uh, uh just uh-huh. right as he was getting there or some uh-huh. you know some something close to that and they put him on the the uh you know start flushing out things and, and oh um, man he's got i guess he had a yeah, drainage tube put in him to, I'm, I'm thinking about googling burst appendix or, I didn't. but do it by doing by do, but doing a, a image search Probably, uh, a, probably a unfiltered. Probably a bad idea. Yeah, I didn't want to do that. I Oof, just, no, I don't want to. Do, I don't want to Google anything medical, man. Yeah, yeah. And no, you don't, I, don't yeah. really know what to say when you get that kind of a conversation. Can I? No. What, what can I do? What can I? You know? Can I? Can I help? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't want. I like. I'm, I'm not a fucking. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical doctor. Any advice I give is bad advice. We even say it in the beginning of our show. Yes. I'm not, yeah, whatever we say, do the opposite. Don't not, you know? Yeah, not a rocket doctor. I'm not any kind of doctor. Mm-hmm. I could, I'm going to be of no help whatsoever with this. But uh, yeah, so bad yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I, uh, you're a runner. You've been a runner. You're not running now necessarily, but you're you have been a runner in your life. I ran a race. I did. Oh, you did go run the race. Thing. I did run the race. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so yeah. On Friday, after you know, I made money for doing very little. From moving some winges, winges. I don't winges, know. Winges, winges. This is a new word. I, when okay. you said that, I was like winges. I've never. I've heard widget. Yeah, I'll look it up after the show. I probably hit it wrong. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter. But uh, doesn't matter. so so anyway, so so we go out. We go out to uh, suburban Pennsylvania. The race is in Phil in Philadelphia. Um, so the race starts at eight thirty a.m. So it's a it's a five k run walk fundraiser. Most people walk. However, about 175 to 200 people tend to run. I typically run. And so the runners go first. So you got to show up there. We were pre-registered. Everything's cool. Um, And it's, uh, who's going to run? Me, my cousin Mark, who's, uh, I'm 47, he's 45. My cousin Jessica, Mark's younger sister, who's like 35, uh, our cousin, our cousin Carrie, and Carrie takes running very seriously, but she's slow. She's literally slow, and she's a slow adult. I don't think she'll ever listen to this. I don't think she listens to podcasts. So I don't know why I'm whispering. What's her, what's her she, first name again? It's not important. All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Doug. Her name is Doug. It's Doug, a good friend of Cameron's. Doug, you're going to take that shit off him? He's calling so anyway, you stupid. <laughs> no, I never said that. That's not what I said, okay? That's not what I said. I said that she is slow, literally she's slow. She's and figuratively slow, slow okay. and but she takes running very seriously. So how does that manifest itself? Does she put a real serious face on? No, she runs all the time like she does races. She's oh. done a half marathon. She's done gotcha. 10Ks, 6Ks, constantly doing. She ta- she loves this whole thing. In the group, um, the fake group Facebook message, she's all excited, texting, the messaging the whole thing, whatever. Right. And my goal, is to always beat her like years and years ago when a bunch of us were playing words with friends whenever i played our cousin carrie it would drive me nuts because i was like i've got nothing to win here because if she beats me in words with friends i will kill myself <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm it's over it's done you know there's a few things that'll get me i'm not suicidal i don't have depression but my cousin carrie beating me in words with friends i i i will off myself and it's justifiable if you knew everything and when my daughter kylie who's 14 is taller than me i will kill myself she's five foot six right now i'm five foot seven so (laughs) the countdown begins i just uh, for sure so anyway so um so we we get to the we get there we end up at the front of the, literally right at the front of the race line. I don't know how, I don't know why. In previous years, we were in the back. Oh, and also my cousin Mark's son, Evan, 14 years old, he's running. He's not a runner, but he's five foot 11, 160 pounds, and he's a hockey goalie, and he's pretty good. And goalie conditioning, when you get good, is hardcore. And I don't know the exact weight of his goalie gear, but I'm thinking it's more than 50 pounds, right? Yeah. So, you know, so he's in, he's in pretty good shape. So we, we start this race. I have no expectations. I have been running since mid-February. Maybe I've done 25, 30, I don't know, probably running on average two and a half days per week, probably running on average a minimum of 12 hours, right? I mean, I mean 12 miles per week. Sometimes I'll do four days, usually not more than that, no less than two days. So, and when I run, I'm probably coming in on around 9.15, 9.30, you know, my, a 9 minute 30 second mile. Every now and again, I'll hit 10. Every now and again, I'll get closer to like 8.45. So the race starts and I knew that I shouldn't, I had both the Apple Watch on and the Nike Run Club app. Before you know it, the 14 year old, the hockey player, he passes me. And he's got like a runner's build. He's just like tall, lanky, fit, slim. He just, boom. I was like, what the fuck? He's run it before, but I don't think he's ever done better than like 28, 29 minutes. But I mean, you know, there's a huge difference between 11, 12, 13, and 14. You're, you're that size. So I'm like, all right, he's gone. And uh, I paced for about, uh, I was doing, I was staying at like an eight minute mile and that was too fast for me. You know, I'm I'm not saying that's fast or competitive. And the shocking thing was I didn't look behind me. Not that many people were passing me. So I finished the race at 25 minutes, 15 seconds. Nice. And again, I'm not a serious runner, but I have been running relatively often. But there was something about being in the race situation where it was like, I, I wanted to stop a couple times. I grabbed some water at one of the water stations, just had like a sip. And then I just kept going. And toward the end, my legs were like rubber. And I was just, fuck, I'm done. But I was like, no, 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 fuck it, keep going. So I was pretty happy. Next thing you know, I'm setting up my camera and tripod to take a picture of the group. And my cousin calls me on my cell phone, my cousin Mark, and says, hey, John, you want a medal? <laughs> so I had the best time for anyone between the ages, men, between the ages of 40 and 49. Now, there were only six other people, seven total in that group, my cousin being one of them. But I guess I smoked. Uh, there were no competitive runners my age. So so I was very relieved. Uh, there was a guy who was 51, and he smoked me by like two minutes. <laughs> so I was very happy when I found out that he was not, you know, in so- the... He was over 50. I'm guessing now you're, you're pretty hooked then, huh? You, you want to go get more medals, right? Well, I didn't give a shit about the cheap-ass fucking medal that doesn't even have my name. It's just like, whatever. 
come on, Carrie would like the, the medal. <laughs> I did. I did rub it in Carrie's face. I beat her. I beat her by like four or five. No, by like six minutes. Like, and check so, it out, bitch. Check it out, yeah, bitch. Well, before the race was starting, she's throwing around acronyms. We're at the start line, and she's like, "That was my PR." I'm like, "PR? What? That was your Puerto Rican? What? You were just like what the fuck?" And, and, then she, and I'm like, "PR? That was my personal record." I was like, "Oh yeah, that was your PR." Okay, you got to stop that. <laughs> I was like, "I don't. I don't pay attention to my PR." But guess what? My 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 that wasn't even my PR. I did better than that. Was still better than yours. And I'm not even a fucking runner. Okay, <laughs> I'm such an asshole. Like it, somehow I I don't know what, how karma works, but it's gonna bite me so fucking hard one day with her. It's <laughs> so, not good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then I found out I found out that so my cousin Jessica, the 35 year old, like she wasn't that close with Carrie growing up. Carrie's 11 years older than her, and she's like a second third cousin. We never, you know, but because of the last six, seven years, Carrie always goes, like, you know, Carrie's always, like, talking to her. And apparently, Carrie texts Jessica every morning at 6 a.m. I'm like, what? Every morning at 6 a.m.? I was like, even if she texted you once at 6 a.m., that's not okay. (laughs) Carrie, uh, shut the fuck up. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? She's like, John, don't say anything. I was like, don't say anything. That's unacceptable. What the fuck? <laughs> like, like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know anything about it. I'm such an asshole that I would never have to worry about her texting me. So, but you got you to gotta protect yourself. It's important. But I won. I did well. And then, uh, except uh, the 14-year-old beat me by about a minute and a half, two minutes. And I was like, fuck. But he didn't get a medal because there was a 16-year-old that smoked him by about 45 seconds. That's good. I'm glad glad you got the the medal. It was great. It was great. I had had a nice time. I felt pretty good. Uh, and and, And then later that night, we went to Bahama Breeze. Have you ever been to a Bahama Breeze? I have not, no. Worst experience of my life. I've had a stroke. And I, I missed uh, 9-11 by one fucking day. And this was still quite This fun. was worse, yeah. Mm-hmm. I shit my pants be- after we recorded a podcast. Actually, no. I fucking shit into my hand. Bahama Breeze was a worse experience than that. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not even fucking joking. I was so fucking livid. The service so, was the worst. What, the food what, was terrible. Is it a seafood place, sounds like? I, pff, I don't. It, it's like... <sighs> If Jimmy, basically, if if the zombie apocalypse came, and Jimmy Buffet's re- Jimmy Buffett's restaurant, like, was still open, but they just let fucking zombies run the fucking place, it was like that, and like they let the food was just rotten and fuck. It was just everything about it was terrible. Aren't those Buffett places, Jimmy Buffett? Those are still open, aren't they? I think. Yeah, they're still open. But I'm saying, if it's like, let's just say it's like half the population gets wiped up, wiped out, like uh, Endgame, right? And the Hulk can't come, fucking become the Hulk and whatever, and then they all fucking die except for which is it, Marvel? Marvel. <laughs> so Captain Marvel, she's the chick. She survives everyone, and then that's it. There's no more fucking Marvel movies. Yeah. I don't know. I've never seen that. Was there, was the big movie this weekend? Is that a Marvel? Or I don't know. Yeah, movie. Endgame. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. I don't pay attention. I've never you seen see it. Some guy. I, I saw a, a headline that uh, some dude had apparently gone to one of the very first yep. early screenings. Infinity Wars. Infinity Wars. He'd, he'd gone to like mm-hmm. some guy. I, I don't think this was in the United it States. It was. Uh, thir- no, it's in the United States. 14 days. No, no. Listen to what I'm saying. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Some dude had gone to an early showing, okay? Okay, sorry. And then he had tickets for like a later showing. And mm-hmm. he, so he shows up for the later showing. He's in line, all right? And while he's in line, he starts telling everybody what happens. He starts being the spoiler guy. Ooh. ooh. So they beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> What country was this? I think it was in uh, one of the like Asia, Asian. I'm not sure, like Malaysia or some somewhere like that. But this, there was a story nationally that this guy had gotten the shit. This is this is like this this is this current current movie. Yeah, yesterday was last seven like Hmm. yesterday. So Dude, there is a Bahama people take Breeze. it seriously. Yeah, yeah. Bahama Breeze by you? Uh, well, it's uh, it's in Schaumburg. It's it's in Illinois. So it's in, it's the, still. In, yeah, it's in. Don't Chicago, go. Chicago. You're saying I should uh, I should Mm-mm. avoid this. All right. No, no. Daytuan De- was very nice. I like Daytuan. He's De- all right. Daytuan was doing I did. his best. No, Daytuan. Look, I don't blame Daytuan. Like I don't blame anyone specific that was there. Can I ask Daytuan? That's a dude. That's a dude, right? That was a dude. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sometimes on ethnic names, I get a little mixed up. Daytuan. Okay, so Daytuan appeared to be a cisgender male. 
Okay. Nothing wrong with I don't that. know how he identifies. I don't really know. He, he was very didn't, nice. Didn't get the pronouns as a partner. No, he was all right. No, I mean, he didn't say they, you know, you know, so, we. But the, the service was okay. slow? What, what exactly made it such the a... The service was terrible. We ordered, I, I mean, one of the first things they ordered was guacamole and chips. Somehow we got chips, plantains, and some sort of warm spinach dip. And we were just eating it like... You know when you think you're getting guacamole, but you're like the texture's not right. It's warm. You're like this, and you're like, I was like, maybe this is their guacamole. Like maybe, there was no avocado in there. It was maybe just weird. I'm fine with spinach dip. No, I don't really know. And and then the drinks were just awful. Like my cousin had some weird. I don't know what the fuck it was that had like a little you, you pour purple in it. It was a very fruity drink that my cousin yeah. got. I'm looking at the menu. I'm looking at the menu right now. Yeah, this doesn't mm-hmm. look like a chain that I would really want to avoid. Avoid, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, yeah. Um, my cousin. Uh, I allowed my cousin to have his 11 year old determine which restaurant we would go to, and I was okay with that. Yeah. Would you have coconut shrimp? Do you have the coconut shrimp? No, I didn't have the coconut shrimp. I mean, you could keep guessing because I don't remember what I had. I just remember it wasn't good. Oh, it was. I had two things. I had the black bean soup with the crema, whatever. I don't know if you see that there. Yeah, I don't see that. I had that. And then I had uh, some sort of bullshit um, fucking other shitty fucking thing. What was it? Uh, It was terrible. It was a a seared tuna salad. It was just like, you know, when like the salad is just drenched and it's sort of wet and sad. Yeah. You know, and then like the the seared tuna, it you, seemed you, scary, like it was a big mistake to order it. You had mentioned shitting in your hand, uh, which... <laughs> it, I didn't do that at the Bahama Breeze, it, it, it but I could me, have. It reminded me, though, uh, our friend uh, Leonard Kim, who we've uh, talked about on the show, <laughs> he... Uh, he tweeted, I'm, I'm not shitting in my head, I'm shitting in his pool. So he tweeted <laughs> He tweeted today, I saw his tweet, that yeah. was, uh, mm-hmm. he had said that he had used... Uh, he's, he's got this thing about you should always be honest and, and forthright when it's <laughs> yes. to tell people the truth about who you are, which is that Brene Brown, kind of what she's talking okay. about a little bit, I think. And and he's he's kind of on the same message. And uh, anyway, so he he uh, tweeted this thing. He said that he had uh, he had used honesty to uh, save himself two hundred and fifty dollars because he was going to see his uh, his uh, his therapist. And uh, he he was he had a session uh, to go see his therapist. And uh, he apparently um, sharted. <laughs> In, in, the, in the in the car like uh-huh. like on uh-huh. the way on the way over there he was almost uh-huh. to her yeah. office apparently okay so he he's takes first he takes a picture yep. out of out of the window of his car that shows that he's right in front of her office mm. okay Mm-hmm. And then, so okay, here I am. So he takes the, the picture. Mm-hmm. I'm, at, I'm at your office, and he and he sends her the picture with a text that says, uh, "I'm sorry, I'm at the office, and I do want to see you, but I've just sharded myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm sending you a picture to mm-hmm. prove that to prove that I'm here. I am. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm Good, thank God he didn't send a picture to prove that he sharded. But but I but I don't want to come in, and uh, yeah. I, I I do want to keep the session. But uh-huh. uh, I realize that if I if I'm not here on time, and if I you know if I go all the way back to mm-hmm. my apartment mm-hmm. and come mm-hmm. back, it's going to be a while. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to charge me two fifty, and even though I'm not here, and she's like, okay, that's cool. You know, do what you got to do, and uh, we'll figure mm-hmm. something out. So right. He had he had uh, he had used the honesty of of the shart uh, text. Mm-hmm. With with the uh, well, yeah, you're right. The picture was probably that he chose was. <laughs> did, did he show the picture in his tweet? I mean, what is? Uh, yeah, in the tweet. He, he, yeah. yeah, he had the whole. Well, he what he did was he showed he took a picture of his of, of the uh, text and stuff on his phone, so you can figure, figure out what was going on. Which I thought was very. Uh, I thought it was mm-hmm. very honest. I, I I don't know if I would have done it that way. I'm not sure I would have been that quick thinking. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's. Uh, Right. So, so what is today? Today is Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, right. Sunday. Right. Yes. Uh, right. So, so yesterday was the race. Saturday. Yeah. How are you feeling? Uh, Stiff, sore? No, I feel I felt fine. But uh, we, I stayed over on Saturday night. My 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 sister, my my daughter, Kylie. I was hanging out with her 11-year-old cousin. In Philadelphia. And, uh, in, in suburban Philadelphia. We went back to the house at like mid-afternoon and just sort of chilled, did nothing. And then on Sunday, um, more, no, when did we come back? Oh, no, we left Saturday night. We left late Saturday night. So I didn't get home last night until about, know, about midnight or 1130, something like that. 
And at the middle of the day yesterday, I said to Kylie, I said, can you look at my elbow, my left elbow? Like, what's wrong? Something really hurts. And, and she said, oh, you have a scab. I was like, I don't remember hitting it. It really fucking hurt, right? I don't remember it hurting during the race. Don't remember it hurting the day, but all of a sudden, like, what the fuck? So she said, I was like, oh, I'm like, where the fuck? I don't have a cut. So today I had a photo shoot at a hair salon uh, in Manhattan. Do the photo shoot. Everything's fine. End of the shoot. Get in my car. Drive. I start driving home, and my elbow's all swelled up. Like, it looks like, like the scab almost looks like a big hole, like a big pimple and hole in the middle of my elbow. And then there's this red patch. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm thinking, I think I have an infection, but I don't remember hitting it or anything. So maybe it's a spider, but I've had this before. I've had cellulitis. I've been in the hospital for it. I'm like, fuck. So I sent a picture of it to my mom. She sends it to the guy she works for. He's not a doctor. He's a podiatrist. I said, he, he's a podiatrist. She's like, I'll send it to him. She said, I, he's, he said it's a spider bite. I was like, what does he know? He's a podiatrist. You know, I'm like, all right. You know, podiatrists are. Yeah. The, the guys, they, they, they're the ones that got the worst grades in med school. <laughs> That's right. That's right. No, uh, I think uh, maybe they're slightly higher than um, chiropractors. Maybe. Well, yeah, they are actual doctors would be the difference. But yeah. Is that right? Is that the difference? Chiropractors are just guys that um, fuck up. with your back? That's just made up. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm not saying there's some people that would, would tell you never go to a chiropractor. They mm -hmm. don't help at all. I, I do think in some instances they do help, uh, but uh, they're not doctors. That's just some made up crazy, mm -hmm. shit, crazy mm -hmm. shit. The doctor of chiropractic, mm -hmm. they, they can't prescribe drugs and they can't mm -hmm. do anything actually that's medical. No, the, 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 so a podiatrist can prescribe yeah, drugs. Yeah, they, 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 they actually yeah, yeah. went to a real med school. Yeah, so yeah right, right, they're, right. They're legit. They, they probably, you know, they're C students. Well, <laughs> Dr. Howie Fox is actually a pretty good podiatrist, you know, and he was a podiatric surgeon as well. Like, I do like the guy. I think he's pretty good. Don't you think, though, when you get to, and I've, my, okay, my foot has been killing me. I do, I've developed, I think it's like a corn. Is that possible? Sure. I, I don't even know what these things even are. I'll see my, my foot start hurting. I realize, and then I started poking around at it, and I realized I got this spot. It's kind of like a callus type thing that's really, seems really dry and sore. And so I've been, I've been working on that. But I, but I was thinking about the pod podiatrist thing. If I go to a podiatrist, um, what are they going to possibly do? I, because your feet, once your foot gets in a fucked up, state what what exactly they, they they can't i don't know exactly i don't trust podiatrists i i have a i have a very i i was just trying to think of if i went what would they i, I just don't think there's any depends on what it is i mean i i've gone to him and he's been helpful okay all right i've, I've had that uh what's that thing not the plantar, plantar fasciitis or whatever yeah yeah he did help me with that see i've been around a lot of runners with plantar fasci mm -hmm. fasciitis and it seems mm -hmm. like uh and i've heard so many uh mm -hmm. different treatments and things mm -hmm. that they, the, the doctors are telling them to do and it's they're all over the map and maybe it's because there's new new things that come out and they've got different methods but for the most part i think if, with that anyway uh the, the main thing they do is ice and rest and uh, well yeah i mean he gave me a shot i think he right, gave me a shot that. that was helpful that yeah, sort of yeah, yeah, sure. held it over and then it was just like i, I, I and then I, I i wore something on it it was like like kind of like a foot brace thingy I, all i remember is that it was so painful and i think it was right around the time that i was going to a cardio kickboxing class so i was putting a lot of pressure on it sure. and i think i went from not working out to working out all the time because i do that you know and and it was like, there were moments where it didn't matter if it was in the middle of the night, in the morning, I would get up and I would put my one foot down and it didn't feel like it was asleep. It was just like a, my whole leg almost wanted to buckle. It was so painful. You know how I, I would have treated that? I what was that? I would have told you, don't get up in the middle of the night. Just don't get up. Don't ever get up. Just lay in bed. Like, don't go to work and just foot. get a just note from your podiatrist. Get a hop on that other foot and stay off that fucker. Uh, so your your elbow's swelled up like a grapefruit. It's it's not like a grapefruit. It's it's maybe like um like a blueberry. Like a blueberry. But it hurt. It hurts like it swelled up like a fucking grapefruit. It, it feels like I fucking banged my elbow and chipped the bone. That's what it feels like. And it's not just the fucking elbow. It's like the inside of the arm. And it's, and it's like kind of like just it feels like it's swelling. Nothing like it was when I had a stroke. And I'm like, what the fuck? Sucks. Your elbow hurt when you had a stroke? Well, no, my arm. My arm. I felt like I had the, I had like the pins and needles in my entire arm. And it was that same arm, the left you know arm. It, you know what it could be? What's that? It could be your appendix. 
<laughs> they burst, actually. Because actually, it, when, when you go in for an appendix, mm-hmm. they don't know what that's all about either. <laughs> they have no fun. My appendix door. burst, and I and I shit into my hand, and then I threw <laughs> it into fucking Leonard Kim's pool. I said, does this <laughs> look like a blueberry to you? Does, does that look like a blueberry? Because I, I got a blueberry on my fucking <sighs> elbow. So, it's weird. I'm like, fuck, fuck. And I, my, so my health insurance is, whatever, $385 a month. My deductible is probably my max out of pocket is probably like sixty five hundred, seventy five hundred. So it's like, and I haven't, I haven't done anything this year. I haven't gone to a doctor or anything. I owe the hospital uh, probably from last year when I stabbed myself like the day before Father's Day, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and almost blacked out accidentally. accidentally stabbed myself right, and and uh, so I owe them like twelve fifty. I, I didn't go to my doctor because I owe him probably like nine hundred bucks. I owe everyone, <laughs> Colin. How much do I owe you? <laughs> probably probably at least seven fifty. So anyway, so. <laughs> So I, I fucking, but it, but that's a weird space where it's like I'm paying for health insurance, but I'm like I don't want to fucking go to the hospital. It's gonna cost me like fucking a minimum of eight hundred and fifty bucks, and I walked in. I so it, I I'm calling my mom. I text her. She texts it to Doctor Fox, the podiatrist. Doctor Fox gets back and says I think it's a spider bite. It's infected, whatever. So I call up my health insurance company. They've got a doctor on call. The doctor gets back to me in the notes. It was like you know. Bug bite, spider bite, infected, or cellulitis, some sort of infection. And I sent a picture. The lady calls me back, Dr. Niedermeyer. I don't know what her name is. She sounded like a very smart lady. She sounded like a doctor. Had the name. She had the accent, everything. And we were talking, and I said, well, all right, here's the deal. She said, it sounds like that's what it is. I looked at the picture. Yeah. I said, where should I go, urgent care or the emergency room? I said, the urgent care said that they could probably take care of it, but they close in like an hour and a half, and I don't know if they can give me like an anti antibiotic drip and she said you're probably better off just going to the er because they'll be able to do whatever needs to be done all right cool so i didn't want to ride, drive the car i decided to walk because i didn't get my steps in i wanted to get to ten thousand steps i was close all right i was at like five thousand but i was like fuck it it's a mile and a half i'll walk so i'm like it's not gonna fucking kill me i'll be fine walk in about seven o'clock i was there for about three and a half hours uh, they saw me, they gave me an antibiotic drip, they took three x-rays of my arm, uh, and they prescribed, uh, Keflax or something, uh, antibiotic, two pills for 10 days, and, uh, and then they sent me on my way, so they told me to come back tomorrow, have it checked out, so I'm fine, it still hurts, but, um, I think I'm going to make it. I think, uh, I think, uh, I think next time you need to call Joe at the, uh, local, <laughs> local 817. Local 817. Hey, Joe. Joe, I need, uh, I need the recommendation. Uh, I, I, these, yeah. in these MDs, I, I owe a lot of them money. They're after me. Yes. I need I, what, what do we got to do here? You know, a veterinarian, Joe. I need to get into it. see a good yeah. veterinarian. <laughs> I know a, vet, a veterinarian, but he doesn't look like a veterinarian. Don't worry about it. He'll get the job I'm done. you can find a veterinarian that looks like a teacher. Cause if <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, uh, but I, I, after, after the hospital, I ended up going out, getting something to eat. I had an impossible burger. It tasted like a real burger to me. I still don't know if it was what it was. I ended up having a beer and now I'm vegetarian fare. Is that what you're saying? No, I mean, it was a, it's a regular bar. It's the red rock grill. Oh, so this was meat. You actually ate meat today. Well, no, it was an impossible burger is vegetarian fare, but I don't like, it's not a vegetarian restaurant. Oh, okay. But they yeah. could have given you a real hamburger. See, that's what uh, they, that's they my concern. Serve the real hamburger. Tell the vegetarians, yeah, that's that's not hamburger. That's, yeah. I don't know. I the last time I ate there and I had the, the Impossible Burger, which I've had at other places, I said the same thing. I said, "Are you sure?" It was like real thick in the texture, but I haven't had I haven't had red meat in probably at least a year and a half, probably two years. See, you wouldn't get uh, blueberries on your elbow if you started eating some red meat. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I get fucking blueberries on my bowls. On your bowls, yeah. On my bowls. Yeah, exactly. So, so anyway, so I'm drinking, uh, I had a beer there and I'm drinking uh, red wine out of a fucking bottle because right. I'm on antibiotics and I got my shit together. You're going to re- you're gonna have to recolonize your gut now. Your, your uh, microbiome in your gut is going to be gone. It'll be stripped clean like a fucking, uh, I don't know, it'll be, uh, it'll be, <sighs> yeah. your, your, your gut biome is going to look like a little Joe Biden. You're going to have a little, little white gray stomach that uh, is 72 years old. And you're gonna, <laughs> He's 78, isn't he? Isn't he 78? I don't know. He's coming to town. He's, he's not to... young. He's maybe he's he's 76 or 78. What he's not a young what, dude. What did uh, 
he's he's i'm trying to remember the quote from from trump i'm young and what did he say uh trump said that he's young he, he, they were trying to get into the age disc discussion and uh, trump called himself something like young and virile or young and something i don't know there's young and something i don't know what the what the exact uh, adjectives he used were but yeah um Joe Biden's coming to town. I got an invitation uh, through the email here just a few minutes ago, uh, saying he's going to be in town on uh, Thursday. I can go. I can get tickets to go see uh, Joe for apparently I don't know for free, I guess. But uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm thinking maybe I'll get into. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to start going when 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 these politicians will have everybody rolling through because in Iowa they all come through like crazy. So maybe I should just start checking them all out in in real life. I should go to these things. Sit in the in the room with the crazy, crazy. Why, why, why Iowa again? What's the story? Because we're the first in nation. We have the uh, the. Uh, it's not most places they're called primaries, but here it's called a caucus, which is uh, it works differently than a primary. A primary is basically you just go out and you put your you put your name in the ballot box and uh, like voting anywhere. But in Iowa, they have this thing called the caucus, and the caucus is weird because um, you get all the Democrats get in one room, all the Republicans get in one room, and you. You can't just come in and, and, and vote. You have to sit in the room with everybody in the room, and they and they make everybody that's like everybody that's voting for Hillary go over here. Everybody that wants to vote for uh, you know whoever, you, you go in your different corners, and it, the groups get together, and then. Um, the one basically that ends up with the most, uh, yeah, you, the one that ends up with the most votes controls the that uh, they get all the votes from that caucus location. And so they have these big, long discussions about uh, trying to get people to jump ship and leave their candidate and come over and join their candidate. And it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a crazy mishmash of, of the way they do it. And uh, it's, uh, it's kind of fun. I've, I've been to a couple of them just because there's, uh, there's just a lot of uh, people watching that goes on. Uh, the, the difference is I, one night I went to both the Republican and the Democratic one. Uh, I walked literally across the hall. I, I did, and they make you, you have to, um, if you're registered as a Democrat, you can go to the, to the Democratic one. If you're registered as a Republican, you can go to there. If you're an independent, you can't go to either one of them. You have to be on. Really? Those. Yes. You, you have to. Yeah. It's, it's, and I changed, oh, I actually changed my party affiliation. I walked in as an independent, changed to a Republican, went in that one for a while to check it out just to watch. And then I left there, went across the hall and I changed my party. You can do that on the spot like that? Yes. Yeah. They make you feel huh. like let me fill out a card and I've changed it in, in five minutes. Uh, well, it's a little longer than that, but maybe within 20 minutes, uh, I changed it again, walking after I walked across the hall and, uh, they're, they're like the, they're, they're, in, they're, they're fun to watch. Uh, there's a lot of crazy people watching that goes on. I think we may have talked about that. No. When did we start our podcast? 2017? Uh, yeah. Uh, August 20, 17 yes when did when did trump take off office january 20th 2017 uh he would have been was it 18 that he took office would have been right after that I don't, i'm not even sure so he's, he's halfway through his term right now right Ooh, yeah, i'm trying to remember wait, the, the election was in 2016 16 so yeah it would have been january, right and and so it would have been november 2016 and he took office in 17 yeah, okay. so he's been in 18 19 he's been in for two years the election will be in 2020, November, and he will give up office in 2021. So it would be 17, 18, 19, 20. Yeah, yeah, that's right. All right. That's right. Because the reason I was asking is I kind of vaguely remember that you and I talked about the Triumph the Insult comic dog. Fucking, do you remember this? The, 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 it was like a Hulu special where yeah. Triumph like covered, and it was like when he, the, the thing with Ted Cruz, and I'm pretty sure a lot of it was in Iowa. Yeah, it probably was. And where and it's and it and it was like just I mean so that's the most I think I've ever seen of like that the Iowa like where you know like campaigning yeah. where they get their big fucking bus they go into the fucking general store and they've got people following them everywhere and it's a whole fuck I don't right. understand yeah, it. It's it's crazy and if there's like if uh, if if somebody's running uh, on in, in a party and nobody's running against them the caucus would be really pretty benign because everybody would just walk into the room and, and they might have a brief uh, discussion about uh, some, some issue sort of thing. 
anything, but for the most part, they're just going to sit there for a little while and then everybody's going to vote and they're going to leave. So, um, you know, if, if nobody runs against Trump, the Republican one would be, would be pretty boring to go to. But this year with the, the way the Democrat thing is going to shake out, um, I, I think by the time the caucus arrives, they will have probably knocked it down to like eight or 10 people that are still in the field. But I think there's some sort of a process that goes on. When is this all happening? Do you guys, I mean, there are what, 21, 21 Democratic candidates right now, or is it 20 officials? 20, 21, something like that. It okay. happens, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's uh, just after the first of the year. I'm pretty sure. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, do do you? So we've not met face to face, right? Yes, that's true. We've we've talked about it. We've talked about meeting about me coming to Iowa. We've talked about maybe going and meeting in L.A. at Leonard Kim's pool party, whatever he's having, place. whatever he's got going on. And by the way, I found his tweet, and uh, it's 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 even better than you had explained it. <laughs> it honestly, it was it's so much better. Um, I'm, and, and I'm like, you think I'm joking and I'm so not joking. I think I want to go to this party now. Like I, I just, I'll get back. Where the fuck was it? How do I find Twitter? Um, he, so he did exactly as you said, he did the screen capture of his text with his therapist. Um, there's no indication of what his therapist's name is. Um, here it is. I thought it was in there somewhere. Mm. I thought, I thought it was in there somewhere. Maybe not. There's disappear. Oh no no here, so this was um, Stephen. It says Stephen. He, he writes. This is three hours ago. Um, yesterday there was only one way to get out of the two hundred fifty dollars cancellation fee to go see my family therapist. Family therapist was he meeting his wife? <laughs> um, the solution: radical honesty. Hi, I am parked outside, but mm, I think I just sharded my pants. I need to go home and change and come back. Is that okay? And then he did the three emojis that just have like the eyes and like a face that has like no emotion, just straight, the straight line. No and then the response from Stephen, the therapist, the family therapist, is yes. And then there's a picture of a clearly inside a car it looks like it's a, a minivan i'm not saying it is a minivan but it looks like a minivan and uh and then there's a and then in and, and then and then it and then it's like thanks here's proof i'm here i'll be back in 25 minutes and the thing that's really fascinating to me is that he actually sent a live photo <laughs> And I think live photos are the worst because you can hold on it and there's like a, a minute and a half because like I, if I sent that to my therapist, I'd be laughing. Like, I mean, even though I'm really there, I'd be laughing at how stupid. Did I just write to my therapist that I sharded my pants and I need to come back? I think I would just sit in my shirt and then talk about it. <laughs> like, and just, I would, that would be the moment of like, I'm going to test my fucking therapist. Because if this guy's an asshole about what just happened to me, I'm not going to see him anymore. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, who is he to fucking judge me? You've never sharded in your fucking pants, and then I'll make it about him. And it'll be about him. But uh, so anyway, so so maybe we meet there. But I'm thinking maybe what we do is you and I run for president. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, uh, one of us is the vice presidential candidate. I think it should be me. I think you should run for president. I just, I'd be the worst president. I would just not, I don't. I'd be the worst vice president. Believe, and I'd be an even worse president. I do believe I voted um, possibly for myself the last election. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think right. So, no, but I'm not, like, you think I'm even kidding, but I'm not kidding. Is, I mean, all it is is just publicity. And, and nobody's going to pay attention to it except for Matthew Cunningham in D.C. You know what I mean? Like, there's going to be very few people that will pay attention to this. To us running for president? Or, mm -hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's very true. <laughs> I, mean, but, but, I mean, I think what the Democrats need are two more white dudes, two more white hetero dudes. Yeah, I wish. I th I <laughs> they've got they, the Democrats have uh, they have some uh, the possibility that uh, they, they, there's uh, we've got people of color we've got women we've got a uh, gay guy we've got uh, there's there's a bunch of that stuff going on uh, I think the you know likelihood it's going to be the old white guy though that's <laughs> it's getting the nomination the way it looks now so yeah but what happened to all of the what happened to all of the uh, celebrities that were going to run. That we heard about. Well, we heard about Kanye West. We heard about Kanye West, Kanye's Oprah Winfrey, Tom Hanks. 
Kanye's going to do a, a church, I think, instead. I think he wants to be mm. a minister because he did the Coachella church thing, which uh, mm. he thought. What about Kid Rock? Kid Rock was going to run, Kid, maybe? Kid Rock said that was, no, he was, a, that was a, a fake thing. Although they okay. still, uh, the only one that I think that still, uh, that I know of anyway, a celebrity that's still kind of uh, intimid or intimating that he that he might uh, still be in the race is uh, Mark Cuban is still uh, acting like he may run. Well, Mark Cuban, um, he really strongly dislikes Trump. He does. As a person. Right, yeah. He has has a lot of issues with Trump. Mostly because you got Trump who inherited a bunch of money and, you know, has done a lot of probably things that I would guess that that Mark Cuban thinks are pretty stupid uh, with dad's money. And Mark Cuban made all of his own money. Uh, uh, Well, he did. Okay. I, 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 I'm okay with Cuban. I'm okay with Mark Cuban. He kind of got lucky and stepped in shit. He, well, he, yeah, yeah. Time he kind of did. Wait, wait, I'm telling, I mean, I think what happened with him was he came up with something. He streamed sports on radio and Yahoo was spending stupid money on shit. That was that was very true. What he started was the timing was really great. He had done a bunch of stuff before that, though. I mean, he had uh, actually, He I think he went to... Um, he went to college at uh, he went to uh, Indiana University, and when he was going to school uh, in Bloomington, uh, is that where Indiana is? Yeah. Uh, anyway, he uh, he and some guys uh, started a nightclub there, and they ran a uh, the very successfully made. Uh, I think he made quite a bit of money uh, with this you know, college bar thing and stuff. And he's always been an entrepreneur, but uh, he. he yeah, he's taken risks and he's been an entrepreneur, and he and he got lucky, but. Uh, Nonetheless, he made the money himself. He didn't get it from from his father, which would be the difference between he and Trump. Hmm. He hasn't gone bankrupt ever, multiple times either. So I don't think that if I were if I were him and I were looking at uh, at the Donald, I'd be thinking, yeah, probably what he thinks. There, there also is if he decided to run as if the, if they put him on the lib- libertarian bill, which he could possibly do, they're actually going to be on the ballot the way it sounds like uh, what I've read in all fifty states. So, in you know, he could he could be on the ballot everywhere if he did that. Possibly if the if that all came to be, that's a lot of ifs and buts, and probably not going to ever happen. But uh, it would be uh, it would throw the whole thing into crazy town if he did, which I, I'd love to see. I think. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, to me, it seems, and I haven't really the only the only time I pay attention to this stuff is every now and again when I listen to NPR and I hear a story, you know, about who's running, what's going on, and it's shocking to me. That the Republicans had upwards of 20 candidates down to like 16 and it just kept dropping and then just Trump fucking, I don't know what happened. I still don't get it. Well, they run out of money at some point. You know, it's the main main factor for a lot of them. It's hard to get staff and they start stealing staff from each other and all that sort of stuff. But and then the and the Democrats only really had three candidates and only two of them were somewhat viable and like and then. The Democrat thing was the Democrats were ridiculous, right? Rigged from the beginning with the Hillary and the super Mm -hmm. super delegates and all of that, right? Yeah, so so that was hard to get my head around. So you're like, all right, what are the Democrats going to do? And like for a while, it was like for the first two years of Trump's presidency, year and a half, you're like, who the hell? Who do they have? Who's going to be like, all right, Cory Booker, maybe, but whatever. Biden's kind of old, he's kind of like a little bit of a rough can, like a you know, a loose cannon, and somehow in the ways that he talks, and he's just so old that he's inappropriate you know before we knew he was inappropriate yeah you know but that 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 only the only goes when the when the democrats are having that discussion amongst themselves that that's relevant conversation but if you look at the whole the whole picture we've got an old frumpy ass white guy that's president right now so if they <laughs> will trade we'll trade up down sideways different yeah i mean <laughs> would, so is is the idea that he's too is he too old no i mean the answer is no it really is that that is really the answer is no is he the preferred candidate uh, of a, a lot of people in the in the democratic party probably not but um is he well, he's leading the, i was looking at the the different polls and he's he's up uh, by by a good margin over everybody bernie's in second place and a lot of these other guys that you're hearing a lot of stuff about um mayor pete and uh, and all these different guys uh Beto and uh, all those guys yeah they're all pulling way below him so um yeah they would take uh, they, they could 
take the numbers from four or five of those people and add them together and they're still uh, polling below where where uh, our ex-vice president would be so um and uh, i don't know we'll see but uh, it's, it's there's a lot of time things can things can go crazy in between now and then scandals can happen strange things can occur Right, but for me, I don't want to pay attention for the next year, uh, you know, year and a half. I'm thinking I'll get into it. I just, I'll go, I'll go crazy over it and just uh, really, really, I'll just, uh, I'm going to back all of them. <laughs> I haven't decided yet who, who I think so. I don't know. I've always liked Cory Booker, but I just don't know. I, yeah, I think, I think some, one of these young guys is probably going to end up running with, with Biden. It would be my guess uh, as, a, as a, you know, one of those Booker or somebody like that. But, uh I don't know. We'll see. It's we we'll got a ways to go, but yeah. So how you doing? How you doing personally? How you doing? Like like, how's your health? How's your ticker? My ticker is ticking. It's uh, everything's been great. Uh, so uh, no, no, no irregularity. Nothing at all, which is really uh, is uh, a, a good thing. It's kind of uh, it kind of makes me scratch my head because uh, I had a little incident a ways back. But uh, but but prior prior to. The uh, the heartbeat getting a little out of control recently. You had a good stretch, didn't you? I did, I did. So maybe it's fine in its way. I I, I don't have to. I've got about uh, let's see, twenty days before I see a doctor again. They'll I guess give me their opinion as to what they think's going on. But I think it's looking pretty good. So uh, I've been doing just a little bit of running, very slowly. Uh, so yeah, how much are you doing? couple miles just uh and I, like i said last time i think i was talking about this i have not really been paying any attention uh to how fast i'm doing it or anything like that just getting out and trying to sweat and that's that's about it so yeah didn't you say the first time out was maybe maybe two miles and it was a little it was a little challenging uh well yeah it's <laughs> it was way yeah. challenging it sucked but uh yeah uh, I got through it, and it's uh, that's what I've been I've done that a couple times since then. But I'm I'm not really trying to push it too much yet. But I'm, it's been shitty. We it snowed here yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw your Instagram post. What the fuck? I know exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aren't we in? Or isn't it almost May? It is almost May. It was fucking snowing. Is that is that uh, an anomaly? That is definitely an anomaly. But uh, yeah, yeah. There's some yeah. spots up north of here that got uh, I think quite a bit more than that, like six or eight inches. Yeah, fuck. That's crazy. How cold was it? I mean, obviously it was like thirty in the or low thirties, high twenties, right? Yeah, it was actually just above like freezing, and somehow it was still snowing, hmm. snowing like crazy. So any accumulation? I did the picture you showed. I couldn't. I couldn't tell. Uh, just enough to cover the grass. There were there were pictures of uh, people in Chicago. There were they showed some picture of this old guy. Uh, <laughs> looked like your classic old Chicago dude. Uh, he's out, he's out mowing his yard. He's out cutting the grass, and while it's snowing. <laughs> <laughs> Guy's a big fuck you. I'm old and I don't give a fuck. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch.